All right. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Hope is a Strategy, where we're sharing stories of resiliency and persistence leading to hope. My guest today is Eileen Murphy. She's co-founder of New Reality, a women's, start out as a women's coaching site, I believe, and it's uh, for women coaches, but it's also for women in general that want to improve their lives. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you, Linda. It's nice to nice nice to have you and um i love your platform i love new reality it's um it's a great great place for women and ladies if you uh have not visited new reality check it check them out they're marvelous so eileen i'm just gonna kind of turn it over to you Uh, tell us your story well um Quite frankly, Linda, I have a lot of stories, but uh, (laughs) as you and I discussed when we were talking about um, opportunities for uh, resiliency and persistence, um, I always believed when I was little, uh, very small, that I would adopt children. And that was really I don't know where it came from, but it was always just part of my existence. And my husband and I did indeed uh, adopt two children. They were seven and nine when we adopted them. And like many people, I had a fairy tale belief of what it would be. You know, we're going to have a lovely family and it's going to be terrific. And in many ways, it absolutely, it absolutely was. Um, and certainly when you adopt kids out of foster care, there's a lot of training that goes on, at least in Michigan, where we were at the time there, they do a great job of, of really training you for what you're going to get in for. And, and one thing that they share is that it isn't going to be all sunshine and roses. So, uh, so we knew that, but it wasn't about us. It's not going to be sunshine and roses for us. That's beside the point. It's not going to be sunshine and roses for the kids. It's it's not one of those things that just because they've found their forever family, as they as they term it, that it's suddenly easy. Um, for a lot of children, that's when the upheaval really begins. The 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 realization that they've been through something major and the fear that it's going to happen again is really it's palpable um and that was certainly the case in our situation um so our our daughter um she had some struggles and she has some incredibly wonderful qualities and she had a really strong desire uh, to have a family of her own and and have that love and comfort. And as we adopted, as as she grew older, there were also some struggles of some difficulties, some challenges of how do I deal with the idea that something is permanent? Um, so if I were to ever write a book, 
uh, it would be entitled, hey, I've got something that belongs to you. And it would be definitely a, a memoir written directly at her birth mother. Um, because when my daughter was trying to struggle and figure out her emotions, I was the one that she took it out on. Um, so I remember her counselor saying to me, this isn't personal, Eileen. She's not doing this to you. She's doing this to her birth mother. You're just the vessel. Well, you know what? That feels pretty personal. <laughs> so you, can't, you can't tell me that it's personal if I'm the one at the at the other end of of the of the fist. So it was a challenge when you know you've got a nine-year-old or a ten-year-old who's who's sweet and lovely and adorable and um, and is afraid to love and afraid to figure out how to handle it. Um, so the resiliency and the persistence in, in part in the relationship was mine, but in bigger part, it was hers. Um, and as she grew and the struggles became more and more challenging, there was always the, how do we do this delicate dance? How do we grow together? And how can I support? How can she support? Well, as she grew older and um, had a child of, of her own, um, her struggle then became, where do I, for her, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Um, eventually she moved in with us, um, she and, and her baby son, who was only four months old at the time. And... Um, we raised him as a, as a collective unit. My husband stopped teaching and uh, he was sort of the stay-at-home grandfather. And I had a job and um, she had a job. And things seemed to be going along fairly well. And then um, she had another child. And I, I'm not really sure what happened then. Um, she wasn't ready or there were there were circumstances I'm, I'm sure that um, just led to her really needing a fresh start and she left and so now we have two children two boys uh, who we are raising on as our own um, which is uh, wonderful and remarkable and tragic and sad, uh, you know, all all wrapped up into one. Although now they're 14 almost, give it a couple of weeks, uh, 14 and 10, and there's nothing sad or tragic about it. It's lovely. And um, although I have absolutely no biological connection to them, I they couldn't be more ours. Um, and that's, it's, it's fantastic that we have the relationship that we have. I actually posted a, a picture, <laughs> posted a picture of them uh, yesterday on Facebook and someone I, I just met uh, said, oh my God, your, your 13 year old is a total mini me. You look exactly the same. And <laughs> 
she, you know, we, we just met, she's never seen him and she commented on the post. She's like, oh my God, you are, you know, he couldn't look more like you. But the truth is it's that smiling is um, reflexive. It's, it's not a natural talent. You, you learn to smile from people who smile at you. And uh, he learned to smile from, from me. Uh, and from my husband and and so there's that couldn't be a greater compliment to have somebody who who says oh my gosh you two look alike that that means he's he's reflexing and reacting to to the face that that has shown shown the love the whole time so um you know that's that's really the the story, but what's amazing to me is that's not such an uncommon story anymore. I, my children go to school with a lot of kids who are being raised by their grandparents. They, there are a lot of different types of families. You know, the, the nuclear family, as it was called when I was a kid, is, it, it's so different now. It may be a, a blended family. You know, my, my oldest son's uh, father married, so he's got a stepmother who he adores, and you know we we see each other all the time, and, and it's is creating a new environment, and that's I suppose where the resilience comes through. Like, how did we create something that will be right for him, and and show him the unconditional love, um, because. The truth is when, when a parent leaves, that leaves a, a hole, a gap that says, wait a minute, why, why wasn't I enough to keep the parent around? And it doesn't matter why the parent left, <clears throat> divorce, you know, it, it can be any reason. The kids are going to internalize it. And our goal you know, I'm, my daughter was abandoned by her birth parents and she internalized it. We don't want these boys to internalize it in the same way. You know, we're, we're trying to break a cycle. So um, that's why we adopted in the first place. If we can, if we can create a safe space for kids to grow up and know unconditional love, um, then, then, then they can be resilient and they can persist. Um, so that is that is really the the focus has been the focus of of our lives. And for a while, I thought that meant that I needed to climb that corporate ladder and make that you know make the big bucks so I could so I could help the kids. Um, and I was in a position uh, during during the beginning of the pandemic. And of course, it's a small house, and the kids can hear all of the conversations. And my at the time seven year old came to me and said, "Was that meeting with your boss?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Wow! If I talked to you the way he did, I'd be grounded." <laughs> which was hilarious because he had never in That's his true. life been grounded, but he understood the point and so did I. And I thought, 
wow, I'm not teaching you what I need to teach you. I'm not modeling the behavior that I need you to learn. So, so that is actually how newreality.me got started was I needed to find something where I could, could work for myself and, and model for them what, what I hoped they would have, um, which is another irony. Uh, newreality.me is just for women and they're boys, but they do understand and they recognize the importance of, of creating a safe space for women to, to have what they need um, for their own, their own pursuit of hope. So, um, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting process and it will continue to be an interesting process, but it's all, and I know you focus very much in your work on, on values and, and making sure that people really live their values and understand and, and that's that's what I've been fortunate enough to do. That I am hanging in and working with them and for them and creating the life together that they deserve. Um, and it's amazing to me how many people say, "Oh, you're you're good for doing this," or "You're brave for doing this." And, that's just absolute bunk because I'm lucky for doing this. I appreciate them more than uh, more than I can imagine appreciating anything. So that's there's it. my story. That's amazing. Um, and you do see it happening more and more, but that doesn't make it any easier. Um, my aunt and uncle raised their two granddaughters and it, it was a rocky, rocky road with one of them. It's still kind of a rocky road with one of them, but um, it's, it's a big undertaking all the way around for the kids to be raised by their grandparents. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing. Um, you had mentioned when we talked before that you saw a new reality in a vision like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I live ironies. So when, when my daughter was little, uh, well, high school, there was a, a point in time where she couldn't go to a traditional school. She, she needed to be home. And that meant that I needed to be home. Um, so I, I decided at that time, it was 2001, I decided at that time that it would be great to, to uh, finish my coaching certification and, and create a coaching company. And I hired a, a coach, a corporate coach, to help me get that started. And he would send me uh, prompts every morning journal prompts um, to something for me to help focus my, my thoughts. And one morning he sent me a prompt that said, if, if success was guaranteed, if no was not going to be heard, what would you do? 
and I, I wrote that I would create an online platform for women who were seeking personal and professional growth. And it would have coach members who would be able to connect with those women and, and help them. So it would be a, a, a space where women could pick the right coach. And, and then I apparently promptly forgot about that entirely. And sure enough, on comes the pandemic and the World Health Organization put out a position paper talking about what businesses needed to do to help women as women were quitting their jobs and droves and the World Health Organization said, we should do something as companies to help them. And an old boss of mine and I were talking and I said, you know, isn't that just awful? Like we don't need businesses to fix it for the women. Women can fix it for themselves. We should create an online space where women can get together and, and, and you know what, they could achieve anything, especially if they had a coach. And I got really animated about it. And Debbie said, that's a great idea. And so we founded newreality.me. And then I found this journal and I thought, that idea was over 20 years old. <laughs> it's not a new idea, Eileen, at all. What are you doing? So um, it's been but an awesome idea. It is an awesome idea. And it's so, an awesome place for women. So yeah. thank you for. So the, the irony is the, uh, the uh, irony is that I created the coaching around needing to be home with my daughter. And then I created this business needing to be home with my grandchildren. And I, I just couldn't be happier that it's all working out. But it was definitely a full circle, a full circle moment. That's awesome. Um, that's just the power of taking your thoughts and putting them in writing. Number one, you set a goal that you didn't know you set. Yeah. <laughs> but look but at you what you what? created. This is so such an amazing platform. I, I think my brain never really forgot it. It was just tucked away somewhere in a in a waiting safe... for its time. Exactly. And I think the timing was probably perfect um, because that's what what we all needed. Um, before we before I ask my last question, I do want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your retreat that's coming up at the end of April. The end of April, April 27th through the 30th in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, it is an opportunity for us to gather uh, women and coaches together uh, in person. It's our first in-person event. I'm really excited about that. I think it'll be a wonderful opportunity. Uh, the retreat itself is being um, conducted by the coaches. So there will be full full sessions for all the women in attendance, and then there will be one-to-one -one sessions and breakout sessions, small groups. Um, so it'll be an opportunity for women to come in and set intentions for what they would like to get out of the retreat and personalize it by which coaches they'd like to work with and what sessions they'd like to attend. So we'll have... I am sure there are people who are coming with corporate intentions and people coming for retirement intentions, people coming for blended family. Um, 
So whatever their goal is, they can come and personalize the retreat. Um, that's a great idea. You don't usually hear about the retreats being personalized. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As somebody so, like, said the other day, it'll just be a really wonderful weekend, no matter what. Definitely, definitely. So ladies, um, if you want to get more information about the retreat, the uh, website scrolling across the bottom here, newreality.me slash retreat. And before we sign off, Eileen, if you were to, and you probably have, come across someone who was in the same position now that you were in then, what would you tell them? Uh, same position as in newly adoptive, same position as yeah. in newly adoptive or starting the business, either one. <laughs> well, they'd be, I suppose the, the advice or the, the offering would be similar to find somebody who relates, find somebody not necessarily who has the exact same story, but someone who can be an empathetic ear um, because the the lonely part when you're dealing with uh, trauma and people who are trying to overcome abuse is that it's hard to find somebody who wants to hear the story and you either fall into the camp where you really want to tell your story or you fall into the camp where you're ashamed and don't want to admit it. Um, and being the parent of somebody in, in either camp is really, really difficult. So having parent support groups, having parent um, engagement is extraordinarily helpful. Um, our daughter went to a, a place called Eagle Village, which was a, a wonderful camp for adopted children who were, who were struggling. And their parent support group met once a month, only for an hour. We'd drive three hours to go to a, a weekend, a reconnection weekend with her, and, and one hour was in this support group. Wow. And that was the most valuable time for us. Um, in our whole adoption experience, um, that those few hours that we were able to to spend in those meetings helped us feel heard and validated and understood in a way that that just doesn't exist anywhere, um, or at least anywhere at the time. I think there are more opportunities now than there were then. And I, I just would really encourage anybody to, to, to reach out. And if there's any adopted, adoptive parents or adopted uh, parents who would like to reach out to me, uh, you want to have a conversation, I would be very open to that. Okay. We will get your contact information out there for them. Thanks. What a powerful story. I know you've got many, many stories, but this one's very powerful and it really strikes home for me. And I thank you so much, Eileen, for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. You bet. And 
We'll see you all in the next one.